Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Sophie will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. Hello, San Antonio. John Harrison here. Welcome to The Bible Live. And uh, we've got, we had, unfortunately, Soapy is not with us today, but we do have his daughter, Stacy, back in the studio as usual. And she's got a special guest here with her that she, that's going to be helping out with the show today. Uh, Stacy, why don't you go ahead? Of course. Hi, everybody. Thank you all so much for, um, for tuning in tonight. Uh, you are listening to the Bible live. I am not my father, unfortunately. Uh, we all, I'm, I miss him so much. Um, thank you each. I have several of you have called. I even, a listener came by this week, um, to the station to check on, see how dad was doing. And it, truly, um, I can't thank y'all enough for your prayers and just all of your thoughts and encouragement. He is doing so good. Uh, I was not sure. I mean, to be honest, and it really was, it was the most significant health care we've ever had in our family. It was a hemorrhage stroke. Um, and it was in the left, it was in the area of the brain where it is most common and it affected his speech in the right side of his body. And every day is just um, doing better and better. So um, he sends his just love and um, appreciation as well. I think to me, the sweetest moment um, of the week was the family went to visit him on Valentine's evening. And um and when we were leaving the hospital, I, I, we kind of circled around him and I was going to, and I took his hand and well, let's pray. And before I could pray or the brothers or my mom, any, before any of us could pray, he started praying <laughs> and in his, yeah, in his, you know, very slow, very still kind of slurred speech. He was praying for us. I thought, Oh dad, that's so precious. And I think the, the, what got me the most though was he said, God, thank you for this family that you've given me. And I just could imagine, I don't know if y'all know my dad's story fully, but he was abandoned as a baby, uh, in the streets of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And a fortune teller named Princess Babe Hawk took him in, had a, a birth certificate false, you know, made up for him, passed him around to about 16 families before he was five years old. And eventually when he was five, she realized, I don't think I can really take care of him the way, you know, I, I don't think I can do this. So she dropped him off at Cal Farley's Boys Ranch. And that's where he grew up. And while there were wonderful men and women that love the Lord and were in his life. And I feel like he was kind of like Moses, you know, in the water. <laughs> He's just somehow this little baby survived and made it and God just had his hand over him. And, um, but there I'm sure were times when he was sick or when he was hurt and he never had any brothers or sisters or a mother or a father, anybody to really hold his hand and pray for him and love on him. And, uh, but here we are, you know, 73 years old and thank you God for this family that you've given me. And it was just a neat, 
was a sweet, I don't know, to me, it was a really sweet moment. It was encouraging too. I mean, as far as you know, how many times, I mean, we, we live in a city that's seen a lot of, in a time of a lot of children that need homes and, um, God places us in homes and families. And sometimes it doesn't look how, you know, we were hoping it's, um, but adoption is just a beautiful thing. Or sometimes it takes 73 years for, you know, a person to really feel and understand what that means. <laughs> but anyway, it was just, uh, so, uh, your love to you has always said though, as far as a father, you can't get much better than the God of the universe. And so, uh, we do have our heavenly father and he is good and we have his word, which is what we're here to celebrate this evening, to talk about, to dive into. It is, um, yeah, based, based on everything you're saying, I feel even more encouraged that that, yes. you, it, it, that just a matter of time before Soapy is back in this chair and back on the air. <laughs> That's right, and you won't have and, to listen and, to me. <laughs> yeah. but it's true. I, I yes, I was not sure of that last weekend. I don't know that I could have had that confidence, but um, and and still, you know, I don't want to lose though that sense of every moment being a gift. You know, we don't know when our last breath will be. And um, truly every breath, the way the body has to work together. I mean, at any moment, something could go wrong and we don't want to live in fear of that. Um, But at the same time, I think being grateful and recognizing and using each moment to do what we were created to do, which is to glorify our father and to love one another. And, um, and so I hope that we can do that um, today and, and then, ways honor our heavenly father and honor you dad this is for you dad <laughs> in both ways um if he's listening tonight but i uh, did want to introduce rachel uh who's in the studio with us just hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Uh, just my dearest, oh, such a good friend, such a dear friend, so wise. Um, I, I wish I could say she was from Texas, but <laughs> she's not. Been here a while now, but not quite from Texas. <laughs> not quite. Uh, been here almost 13 years, mm-hmm. and uh, but comes from Tennessee, so from Memphis, Tennessee. Rachel Novak. T for Texas, T for Tennessee. There you go. Right. I feel like they're brother and sister. Kind you know? of. But yeah. you might hear a little Tennessee accent, it's oh, a little different I, I, from the Texas twang. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know, uh, we we need and and we need that. We need some other Southern. You're Southern though, right? Oh, Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee is Southern. Tennessee is definitely Southern. Okay, so at least there's that. <laughs> I'm just teasing, but um, Rachel is just uh, so wise, and uh, just love her. She has. Uh, her undergraduate was at um, Covenant College in Georgia, mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. Georgia. You've lived in some really pretty places. I have. Mm-hmm. And then um, she married her high school. Well, not I don't really know. a yeah. sweetheart. We <laughs> knew each she other knew in high school. school. <laughs> we were good friends. Yes. But... She married her high school good friend. Yes. <laughs> that's a little bit of, and, and has become the He's sweetheart. He's my sweetheart Aww. now. That's part, that's that's Been good. married almost 17 years now. Aww. Wonderful. Congratulations. And uh, just, yes, love Rachel. Uh, They have three kids here. Let's see. When uh, they, uh, and then they, her and Michael. Michael is the head pastor at the church that I attend, um, Trinity Grace Church here in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And um, they, so we're in seminary, in Covenant Seminary. So you really Mm -hmm. like Covenant. Covenant. That's a good, that's a, it's a good, (laughs) 
It's a good, good word. word. It's a good, it's a good word. word. <laughs> yes, and uh, and and then came here to San Antonio. Um, did ministry at Trinity University RUF Fellowship, Reform University Fellowship, and then got the call and to be the head pastor at Trinity Grace yes, Church and so, plant that brand new church. Yes. We celebrated our fifth anniversary actually this Sunday today. Oh, and that Sunday is so amazing. Just seeing how mm-hmm. God has been at work that it is not mm-hmm. something that Michael and I have. Put Put together mm-hmm. and made happen, but it is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Truly, it's I so can, much fun. I, I know can bear Stacey witness to that. Been there, yes. Not that I mean. I mean, Michael is an excellent teacher, and uh, he really is. And so, if any of y'all are looking for a home church to visit and some good teaching and just a really um, wonderful body of Christ that's very healthy and growing, um, I would yeah, yes, come, we would come love see us. To have you. Yes, um, but we are in the book of. Uh, Joshua this week. We actually started Joshua, um, last week before. Um, but we're, we're, we're through Jericho. They've, uh, fought the battle of Jericho. Um, they've, uh, conquered it. And then now in the second half of Joshua, they're going to be occupying it. It's a fascinating book. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I mentioned it. I don't know if I've told anybody this, Joshua. I think is my Bible crush. <laughs> so I'm just going <laughs> to. He's an interesting guy. <laughs> he is an interesting guy. I'm always, it probably has to do from the Ten Commandments. I always like, you know, in the, the, movie, t- the movie, but, yes. um, uh, but Joshua is a great book and we'll talk a little bit more about that. I wanted to quickly, uh, Rachel had just, and we were talking beforehand, some, uh, really great. Well, we were talking yes. about how Joshua is an exciting book, but it is not necessarily an easy book. Right. There are some hard topics, which we will get into. Um, and we were talking about just how I had such a hard time reading through the whole Bible, the Old Testament, mm-hmm. all the way through. It took me almost 10 years, I think, to read it through the first time because I would just have to keep putting it down. You know, the frustration of like, mm-hmm. oh, I just don't understand. Um, but how amazing it is that God's word is living and active. And even as we wrestle with it, even Mm -hmm. as we struggle to understand what God is doing, that he is um, working through Mm -hmm. his word. It's living and active and changing our hearts. And even as we read these stories that challenge us and our our emotions are engaged, you know, we were heartbroken, you Mm -hmm. know, to see God's people turn against him again. And again, we're heartbroken to see the devastation that sin brings. Um, And it's so important to to learn and to wrestle with these things that we were talking before we came on about how wonderful it is that we are not called to be masters of God's word just for the sake of mastering it for ourselves, but that we want God's word to master us, Mm -hmm. that we Mm -hmm. want his word to change us, to expose our hearts Mm -hmm. and to make us more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that is what we're here to do. Even tonight on this program, we want God's word, um, to change us, Mm -hmm. to affect our hearts. Um, Don't be afraid of the wrestling. Don't be afraid of not understanding. Um, Bring it before the Lord Mm -hmm. and bring it 
you know, as you're studying his word, bring those right. questions to him. Right. And their questions and even the, I, I'm so glad you say that, especially as we get into the names and the mm-hmm. dates and the, and the maps with the Old Testament. And with especially, you know, with, uh, I mean, we, I think we do live in an age of answers. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you can just Google it and get the answer. Yes. And sometimes that gives an expectation oh. that you need to know everything. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the Bible, especially since it's, you know, kind of a skeptic world or people have questions, you can't really, you feel, I think sometimes, or I have felt, I can't talk about it unless I know every, Mm -hmm. unless I master it. And I thought that was so beautiful and so just true. We're not, we're not now. Yes, we um, We know it. We want to learn it. (laughs) Pass it along Mm -hmm. to our children. We want to have it written on our hearts. We want to let it be, but not for the sake of mastering it, but to allowing it and to, to, to master Mm -hmm. us. And I, on that note, I know um, I did this last week as well, but I think it is, I think it's worthy of it. I just wanted to read. My mind finds no answer. My reason takes flight. Then, yes, my son, he says to me, the answer's so simple, even you must see. Though once you opposed me, opposites were not. Unless you cease to be a man, in my image you were caught. But you, being less and lower, to most and highest, never can. By leaving off and stepping down, though, I became a man." Lord, what you did is clearer now, but I'll never know just why. You left your throne and all that means to work, sweat, hunger, thirst, and die. Why would you join our race of tears? We're either too distraught to rise or gorged with pride and selfish cares, lust of flesh and eyes. Well, the answer again is a simple one, though not perhaps to your mind, for love is the reason I took on flesh and left my throne behind. In your midst I dwelt because I chose to care. Behold the Father's glory and in that glory share. For not only then, but now it continues to be true. When you before your Savior bow, the word becomes flesh in you. And uh, I hope that that is the, um, I hope that's what this show, this program, <laughs> this reading, what this week's reading, what this um, time does in each of our lives, just encourages us in our walk with the Lord and that more and more he reigns in our life, that we experience that relationship and that fellowship. Um, and so if you do have any thoughts, if you wanted to, uh, I think my dad might be listening tonight. Um, if you wanted to say a little something to, um, to Sophie or ask any kind of questions about generally just the scriptures and the word, uh, 210-340-9585. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to give a call in. Um, but we will dive in. So the book of Joshua. <laughs> now here's, here's where I'm going to, you know, we are not masters of it. It masters us. I'm going to really <laughs> lean into that a little bit. Um, the dates and, and, and stuff are, are somewhat, are a little bit difficult. Now, I uh, let's see. I think we're about fourteen hundred years out from 
the Messiah is where we are. Now, I'm not, let's see, we're about, and then, of course, about 40 years out now from Egypt and from walking away from um, Egypt. Into that wandering period. Yes. And so, which I, I to me, it always is astounding because they had that opportunity. They had that mm-hmm. chance. They were here 40 years earlier, this same spot with it's like Moses. Deja vu. It's deja <laughs> been vu. Here before. <laughs> yes, exactly. You and you really have. Um but this time they they do it. This time they obey. This time they go in. And um I think some of the so 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 I guess a little bit of backstory. So yeah, forty years they're on the other side of the Jordan looking over into Canaan and they send in the spies and they chicken out. They come back and only Caleb and Joshua were the two that said, Yes, let's do this. The other said no. And um and so they did not go into the land. They wandered the wilderness mm-hmm. for 40 years, not a single, uh, not a single, let's see, every generation, every one of that generation, mm-hmm. except for Joshua, um, and Caleb, Caleb. uh, Caleb, yes, her son's name, eldest is Caleb, um, but everybody, but Joshua and Caleb, um, had passed, had passed away. So I think at this time they say, let's see, Joshua is about 85, a hundred years old, which is. I think kind of fun to, you know, sometimes I feel old in my midlife here, 40. No, there's, there's still plenty of time to go. You might not have your biggest battle till you're a hundred. That's right. There you go. I like the way. Yes. And that interesting. Um, and, uh, and so not even Moses, Moses does not get to enter, uh, either. So he, uh, um, gets to look on, but he does not go in. Uh, so here they go. Um, and you know, when it comes to, Battle is hard. You know, I think that's one of the things you mentioned as far as probably one of the the wrestling. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the 10 years of kind of reading through one read through. I imagine every time you come to a battle. I I did read the whole Old Testament in one month last month because I realized if I go too slow, I Peter. <laughs> I, I mentioned that to a mutual friend of ours tonight too. I said, you know, I think Rachel is on to something. So dad, I don't know. We might need to make this the Bible the live Bible in two months. It's pretty intense though, but it does really give you a good overview. Right. And it, uh, just, just kind of a quick, mm-hmm. it's like ripping the bandaid off. <laughs> that it's painful, story. but, um, yes, well, war is hard. And I mm-hmm. think that when it comes to Joshua, we can't really avoid it. I mean, that is, the whole setting of Joshua is they're going into this promised land. It is occupied. And if they're going to take it and control and then have it as theirs, Mm -hmm. they have to do something with those that are already there. And so, and they're commanded to, to, to destroy, I mean, to, to kill, to, to destroy, to go to war. Well, in this instance, though, the way that it is, I mean, this is probably one of the most famous battles Mm-hmm. Uh, ever, Joshua fought the battle of, of Jericho. Jericho. The walls came tumbling down. Um, and so the city was very fortified. It had a very thick wall, I guess, about three chariots wide. Um, and they weren't, uh, so, so they were commanded to walk to around it, to march around. Mm-hmm. And then on the seventh day, blow those trumpets and the, and the walls would come down. There's this sweet story. I don't know if sweet is the word. I always kind of think of it as with Rahab. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. another thing we've talked about a little bit, Rachel, is um, 
just the role of, of women sometimes. Right. And, and, and the surprising mm-hmm. role of women mm-hmm. as it would have been for the readers of yes. these books. Wow. Why would they mention Rahab? This yes. is new. Right. She's so significant in the story. God must have something to say about how he loves women, (laughs) that he made men and women and loves them and involves them in his story of redemption. Mm -hmm. And one thing I thought was really um, somewhat humorous in a way, but also sweet and true, just so true is, you know, throughout history, um, you know, there have been different cultures and the way that women are viewed or regarded. <laughs> and um, dad always says, well, no matter what they try to do, women always have control. <laughs> like, you know, women find their way. Women really are in control. I mean, he says it humorously. It's kind of tongue in cheek. Yes. But, um, but in a way it's also a sweet, I think, I mean, he, he did. Um, yes. There's, there's always, a role and it's usually a pretty significant role. I mean, Rahab without, without her and without what she, you know, saving the spies, uh, their lives and getting them out of there. Um, that was a, that was a big deal. And God, well, and we them. see Rahab's name mm-hmm. later. We do. Where do we Matthew. see her? Where do we see her name in Matthew? That's well, right. Don't we see her name in, in Jesus genealogy, in genealogy. right? And that's she so is fun. listed. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, Yes, I just need to see how And God she is not an Israelite. No. I mean, she is a, let's see, a, well, Canaanite, I guess. Mm-hmm. But she is not a, but she is, she is God word. Mm-hmm. She is something drew her to the God of Israel. Something drew her. Um, and, uh, and yeah, she ends up being in the lineage of Jesus and mm-hmm. is listed, um, along with, let's see, who are some of the other Ruth? Not an Israelite. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, we all, we're laughing here because, you know, when you're sitting on the spot, you're like, oh, my brain oh, is right. blank. <laughs> there are all the names. Right. But remember, we aren't called the master. That's we're right. allowing it to master <laughs> us. We're going to really hold that to that. To that. Uh, um, but right. Um, and not only not an Israelite and a woman, but a prostitute right. at that. And so it just so many unexpected mm-hmm. things. Yes. And I mean, in all of the ways God works, yes. I know we're maybe going to take a break in a second, but I just think it's so important to remember too that um, it's not Joshua who's leading his people into battle. It's not Joshua who is the, the almighty warrior um, who's the hero of the story, but it is God who mm-hmm. is leading mm-hmm. his people, not just into battle, but into the promised land mm-hmm. and that he is after these many, many years of, of wandering and of their hearts, you know, straying from him, he is leading them through and bringing mm-hmm. them to the place where they can finally rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yes. going to be painful and it's going to be a quite a road, right. um, but he is the one, he's the hero of every story. Amen. And that, and talking about that, that resting, uh, you know, it can be hard to sometimes wrap our minds around war, especially this kind of war where mm-hmm. it says everybody was destroyed, women, men, women, children, and some of those phrases. Um, but that was, uh, when you think about God entering into our life, um, 
you know, as far as the enemies, and if, yeah, there's our music. So we'll go into <laughs> we'll this break. We really we'll will. Pick it up. Um, but yes, entering into our rest. That's that key word. So you're listening to the Bible Live. Um, I've got Rachel Novak here as my guest. This is Stacy sitting in for my dad, Soapy, tonight. And we're in the book of Joshua. Ah, there we go. And uh, we'll continue after uh, this little break. First and second chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, and Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. What did tonight's Bible Live reading mean to you? Call Soapy now, 877-87-BIBLE. That's the You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, and Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. Dr. Stan Shelton with offices at Loop 410 and Broadway has taken care of the dollar family that Suzanne and me plus our three children for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist. Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it. Go to DrShelton.com or call 590-7878. Joshua, Joshua, Joshua. fit the battle around Jericho. Around Jericho, around Jericho. fit the battle around Jericho. And the walls come to tumbling. Down. You're listening Joshua to the Bible Live Jericho, with Sophie Dollar. Around Jericho, around Jericho, Joshua fit the battle around Jericho, and the walls come a-tumbling down. Good morning, fellow pilgrims, pray tell me where you're bound. Pray tell me if you're headed to some far enchanted ground. Joshua fit the battle around Jericho, around Jericho. There you go, Jericho. It's John Harrison and the Bible Live quiz show. With uh, Stacy Dollar. Sorry, we couldn't have Soapy here this evening, but you think he's, think he's listening this evening? I think so. Oh, great! And wherever you're listening, whether it's on San Antonio Radio or it's on the internet, we hope your uh, appreciation, your understanding of the Scripture, is being strengthened just a little bit with our discussion this evening. I'm going to let y'all go ahead. Oh, yeah, you couldn't talk about Joshua and not think of this song. <laughs> it's true, actually. Um, oh, well, thanks so much. And thank you, Rachel. Again, uh, Rachel Novak oh, is here you. today. And um, it's yeah. just so much fun to get to sit and talk about it the Bible is. with you. It is. And, you know, that might be a um, just a quick little note on Scripture mm-hmm. is it is so much more fun with somebody <laughs> if you can um of course read it and it and uh there is something to also just having that peaceful time that quiet time you and god's word but being able to sit with a friend and um or your husband or your wife out there if y'all are uh and study his word together there's um oh just a real beauty and yes, absolutely mm-hmm. it's special isn't it it's special. It is. <laughs> it's just so neat because you know god is speaking um through his word to mm-hmm. us individually but then you know he places such a value on 
community and the body of Christ. And then when we get together and we get to talk about his word together, it's like comes alive in a new way because I get to hear your perspective and what you learned. And then I get to share that. And it's like the synergy Mm -hmm. that happens. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It's truly fun. And you people might not think that, you know, well, maybe they think that's the only way that the book of Leviticus <laughs> could be fun or some of those harder um, passages. But uh, yes, it really is a joy. And so we thank the Lord for this gift of his word to us. Um, and we are, we're in the book of Joshua. And even through some of the harder passages, um, you can, I, you know, you might have to dig in a little bit, but when you really start Stop today, I think, uh, about human nature, um, and then looking at even creation and the story of humanity. And then you come to a book like Joshua or even, I mean, it doesn't get uh, any easier. The book of Judges is even, I think, harder, um, when it comes to how far we can fall and, or, and, and how bad it can get. Um, but here we've got, so, so, one of the struggles for me, though, is this war. So here they need to come in and occupy. It's this promised land. They've been in the wilderness for 40 years. Before that, they were slaves in Egypt. And so what is this place of promise? What is this kind of homecoming meant to be? And I think when you look at it like that, in that context, um, you wouldn't want to go into a land and now and and. It's not as if these, it's not as if those who were there before were God fearing, God word, um, men and women. I mean, they, there was a scary place. It was, yes. I mean, it was just from all that I have read and understood from, you know, theologians, this was, um, yeah. A culture that was terrifying right. and just the ways that sin had totally devastated, not just their hearts individually, but as a culture, um, right. it was just it child, was a place sac- where child sacrifices right. were happening and um, just hearts that were very much turned against um, the Lord. And it's interesting, you know, just looking, I love having these study Bibles, you know, you get these fun notes. And, um, one of the points that it made in the book of Joshua was, um, that all people, you know, wherever you're born, whatever your background is, we are all, um, accountable to Mm -hmm. God, that all of us uh, are sinners and that we are all rightly subject to God's judgment. Um, and I think sometimes we live in such a tidy place here, you know, in in the United States, we don't, um, we don't really think about the full effects of sin, um, even in our own hearts and recognize that we, all of us, um, apart from Christ and his righteousness covering us, we, we are deserving of the judgment, even that the Canaanites. Right. Absolutely. And I also think of it and we do have a caller. I think oh, that's right. Yes. I think it might be let's Cherie. Okay. Let's do it. I, I do have a note <laughs> on that though, too. Is this uh hi, is this Cherie? Hi. Oh, welcome hi. to the air. This is so <laughs> fun to hear your voice. <laughs> I've been listening to you guys, and uh, I'm the mutual friend that I had to call in because I I wanted to ask Rachel, like, I'm really inspired by you listening to, or I, I say in my mind listening, because I think if I were reading the Bible in a month, 
did you probably listening a lot? I did but do a lot of listening. Share just how are you making that, um, uh, you know, something that is a priority in your mm. busy life, and just for people that are wanting to read more. I mean, that just seems like such a a um a big chunk of scripture. How are <laughs> you is. able to do that? Oh, goodness. Well, a big part of it was that I had a partner in crime. (laughs) My sister and I are doing it together. And so just having the encouragement of another person that we could call each other and say, hey, how far along are you? Um, But really, honestly, it is just totally saturating your day with scripture. So Mm -hmm. in the morning while I'm getting ready and brushing my teeth, I have my phone next to me playing Mm -hmm. the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. as soon as I get in the car, the kids sometimes are like, we don't like this narrator. Let's hear another (laughs) one. (laughs) But it's just allowing his word to... um, to saturate the whole day, any yeah. little pockets of time. And mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. some days were better than others. And I had more time to d- dedicate to reading and listening. Um, and there were some, sometimes where it just felt like it was going in one ear and out the other, you know, cause you're absorbing so much, but mm-hmm. the beauty of it was that you really do get this overall sense of the redemptive story mm-hmm. and that the Bible is one connected story of God working in history and mm-hmm. um, to save his people who he loves. And it helps you push through some of those more challenging sections of scripture, you know, where you think, Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. Chronicles, this is, this is hard. I I feel like I've heard this name before. Um, but it's, it's neat because it presses you through when you're reading it at a fast pace, you just keep going, Mm -hmm. you press through and it's neat that the Holy spirit really does make the word alive. Um, and Mm -hmm. it, and it changes your heart, even as you're wrestling with, um, absorbing that amount of, of scripture, you know, he's using that even to just sharpen, um, sharpen you and soften your heart and help. It helped me think about, um, just some of the things in my own heart, my, my difficulty, um, with the authority of God sometimes Mm -hmm. that, you know, we've been studying in our women's Bible study at church, the book of Genesis and, um, just the heart of Eve when she was tempted, um, by the serpent, mm-hmm. she wanted to be the one to decide what was right and wrong. She wanted to be the authority. And how often do I see that in my own heart mm-hmm. that I want to be the authority? And I feel like I can sit in judgment over God. And I feel like reading, especially in one month, just a fast pace to the Old Testament, exposed that in my heart and just brought me to my knees and mm-hmm. repentance and, and thankfulness, you know, um, because anytime we see our sin exposed. It's the grace of God just loving us and drawing us to him. I don't know, Sheree, if that's <laughs> yeah, helpful or encouraging, I really, but yeah, I, I love that. I think that's very inspiring. And just even if, like you said, even if it's not always just a hundred percent, like, I mean, you, you think you're just hearing it. You don't right. have to just sit yeah. And Sheree, I think too, I really do love that, that, um, the word, we're not meant to be masters of God's word, that 
God's word is meant to master us. I think that that's really because I think sometimes while an in-depth study is wonderful and it is good to uh, to have it memorized and to have it written on our hearts and to it's just as important, I think, to just let it like you say, just saturate, just be a part of your day, a part of the background, yes. a part of the soundtrack of your life. And, of your life. and, you know, one other thing yeah. I feel like so many times, especially in our culture, we feel like we need to manage everything. We need to know exactly what we expect to get out of something. Like as you're reading the Bible, you're like, okay, well, what do I expect to, to learn from this? What are my goals? And it's amazing how when you do something that you, I mean, really reading through the Old Testament in one month sounded impossible for me. And I think when you yeah. start out to do something like that, um, God just brings a lot of surprises along the way. And there are things that, you know, catch your attention that you're like, man, I couldn't have managed this. You know, I couldn't have planned for Mm -hmm. this goal. Um, But he's doing it and he's doing it through the, that common, you know, what is the the word? Just those common spiritual disciplines of being in his word. And, um, and I think it's so good for us maybe as middle-class yeah. Americans sometimes to have something that you can't manage. <laughs> oh yeah. That's yeah. right. Something that, out of your control. Maybe bit. good for moms too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cherie, yeah. I have, you're not going to be off the hook that easy though. I have a question for you. This is yeah. the question and answer. That's right. so, okay. Get your Bible handy. And I might have a go. prize for you. Um, Cherie, if you get this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Oh, okay. yes. All Maybe right. flowers Madeline are is here with me. Oh, Thank good. Hi, me. Madeline. Okay. In Psalm 42. So we, we also read from the Psalms in the worship and wisdom, um, segment of this week's readings. And so in Psalm 42, one, okay. what animal is used to illustrate the psalmist's thirst for God? Should we play some Jeopardy music? Can you repeat the last part? You okay. represent the psalmist. Sure. What, so what animal is used to illustrate gonna, the psalmist's thirst for God? I'm going to go with a deer. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> Good job. Yes, you did. I bet Madeline knew that one, too. I bet she can play that one on the piano. Can't she? It's a good one. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after you, O Lord. Um, and that was David as he was running and hiding from his enemies. And he was in the desert in a place called En Gedi, and, uh, which is a natural well. And the, and the water would spring from the rocks there. And these deer would, uh, they're kind of like goat deer, <laughs> but would come. And today, to this day, you go to En Gedi and there's those natural springs and you can see those deer um coming up to those water and you can imagine having been in you know running and and as the deer thirst for the water so my soul Mm. longeth after you god man this is another fun and cool thing about studying god's word is how it all layers together i mean because here we are talking about this deer in the desert Mm -hmm. panting for water longing for him Mm -hmm. and what a picture of how god's people were you know but while they were wandering Mm -hmm. in the wilderness Mm -hmm. just panting Mm -hmm. They've um, had manna longing. for 40 yes. years. <laughs> They're yes. longing for a promised land. And so that's yes. the perfect story. Cherie, thank you so much for calling in. Hi, Madeline. Hi, Rita. If Rita thank is there you. this evening. Uh, we you. love you guys. Thank Thanks you for so calling much. in. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, and so, yes, uh, you are listening to the Bible live. We're in the book of Joshua. I did want to say, I mean, I, so 
if you are looking for a different narrators, that during the week, you know, I say we read um, and we're where. So all of the readings are on. You can go to BibleLive.com or thebiblelive.com, either one. And there's a podcast with the programs. And so there's the daily reading, um, which is on the homepage, updated each day. Or you can get the whole week's reading. And you can, if you missed, you know, if you missed a few, you can kind of binge listen. but the whole week's reading uh, there on the website. And so you listen there, and then on Sundays we'll go back and review what we've listened to. And I will say the the commentary, it's very it's it's a twenty about a twenty, twenty-five minute reading of just scripture, and that is primarily what dad, you know, we want the scripture, God's mm-hmm. word. It's not a, a a teaching on it, not that teachings are you know, teachings are wonderful. Um, but he does give a quick overview, um, into a passage and out of the passage, which are, and it's very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. I must admit he, it's a, it's really, I've enjoyed it. So that is another place if you want to listen to it. Um, Good to know. yeah, that's right. Uh, but I, so here we are, uh, in the wilderness mm-hmm. about to go into the, um, to the promised land. And there are a whole bunch of, of themes. I mean, here, uh, they're longing, yes, for this promised land, but we really get a picture of kind of a, the dilemma. Um, they long for this home. They long for a place, for an identity and a land. They long for um, safety, security, um, for creating and all of those good things. And it sounds very Eden-like, you know, it sounds very heavenly. Um, uh, they long for these things. And yet we have a problem. We have a problem. And that problem is that there is there it is occupied <laughs> there is a sin sin exists um and i guess here we're going to kind of make it a little bit of a metaphor but i think it's kind of meant to be i mean it is a real event it did happen in history a living it's metaphor. a living metaphor i mm-hmm. love that yes um just like you use the example of marriage mm-hmm. marriage is a living metaphor i think in this case it's very much a living metaphor of um the problem of sin and mm-hmm. uh and how god uh, you know when it, when it comes to it and sort of he is a holy um uh, he is a holy god and yet he wants to relate with us we are the land <laughs> in, in many ways, and um, we cannot be occupied until uh, we cannot be safe. We cannot be good. We cannot be a, a haven a, um, unless we have sin cut out and removed from our lives and we are made able to be inhabited. Um, and so in some... Isn't it so wonderful that he, he moves on in? You know, he right. moves on. He goes in, ahead and moves on in, <laughs> and then he begins to work. It, yes. Isn't it such a grace that yes. he doesn't, right? In in a lot of ways, treat us the way that he, right. you know, he did in the same right. Way Although as, it can feel mm-hmm. that way, it can. It can really, and in mm-hmm. and in many ways, um, that you know, he it doesn't. It isn't always comfortable. You know, no. we're talking yeah. about you know, war and war is not a comfortable thing. We don't like to see sometimes anything destroyed, even if it actually though really does, it's warranted. It needs to be destroyed. It is evil. It is wrong. It needs to be gone. And when we think about, you know, I mean, when we think about heaven or we think about our own lives, we don't want 
We don't want any ounce of evil. That's what we long so much for in heaven is we want it routed. We want it out um, in our own lives. Um, addictions, mm-hmm. things that are, are, that we struggle with that we know mm-hmm. that are only going to steal, kill and destroy. We want those out. out. And, um, and so, you know, in that same way, there is to be nothing left. They, it, it had to be evil, mm-hmm. anything that remained that was not Godward. Not to say though, of course, this is not a perfect, not to say though that God's people were, were perfect by any means. Um, and so that's kind of where, you know, it's, it's a metaphor and it works for the metaphor. It's a metaphor that is meant to point us to Jesus exactly. in yes. its imperfections. Exactly. You know that. That's, um, amen. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, one more instance where we, uh, uh, have that image of it's, it's sort Sort of a foreshadowing mm-hmm. of ultimately the only one that could do it right. of Jesus who came right. and fully, absolutely, completely destroyed mm-hmm. sin and thereby gave us the right to be called holy, and, um, which is always a miracle just yes. to even think about. But um, so with war, it is it is tough. We uh, Levitic, just quick reminders, though, I guess Leviticus 20, just like any war, even today, there were rules of war. So it's not as though they uh, um, and you can read those. It's, it's very interesting. One of the things that um, my dad and I had talked about this reading before, and he mentioned that they always did give away um, before they would go into battle um, with the enemies. They would give them a time and a way to clear out. So if there were women and children or if they were to fight, they would allow for them to leave. There was a way for them to get uh, to escape. Uh, just like, I mean, we still do this today, or at least, you know, in, uh, if there's going to be bombings, let's say today, uh, we have rules of engagement, rules of war mm-hmm. here uh, mm-hmm. now in these days. Um, you would send flyers or whatnot and make sure that they knew hey, this area is going to be bombed, leave. Um, we don't want to kill civilians. So there is that. Um, right. I think we so kind of in that context. Well, I was, uh, again, I just think it is so helpful um, to read notes that others yes. who have gone before have yes. written. Uh-huh. Um, I find a lot of encouragement and help there. And um, in this ESV study Bible, it's talking about the laws about destroying the Canaanites. And they, they are stated in very, I mean, this was kind of the rhetoric of war at that time. Mm-hmm. But then when we see it, played out, we see that Israel applied the laws in a way that made room um, for the Canaanites to surrender and to survive. And it says here, particularly if they professed faith in the one true God. And of course, we talked already about um, the story of Rahab, but, but, you know, we see these laws that seem, what is the word, like implacable, you know, just like so fierce and, and right. there's, this is it. Harsh, yeah. Um, but then we see grace even happening, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. through all the stories that God, um, he desires that none would perish. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has mm-hmm. told us that and mm-hmm. he even gives, um, opportunities to see that, um, drawing, drawing people in, um, right. you know, yes. an opportunity to, to have a way out. It was not ethnic cleansing for the sake of destroying people. Um, but it was like you were saying, Stacy, this was, um, this was God 
dealing with sin. Mm -hmm. Um, And like we talked about earlier, that each one of us deserves Mm -hmm. judgment, but that even the story Mm -hmm. of Joshua points us forward to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And then for the sake, it also wasn't, it wasn't ethnic cleansing and it it wasn't for the sake of, um, it it wasn't for, uh, it it was for a purpose and uh, in setting up a, uh, I mean, a, a people group. I mean, they were, they didn't just it. And I mean, and, and then, and Rahab had a home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and those that, you know, feared the Lord and that wanted this God of Israel that, um, and that wanted the God of Israel. And I think they would have known something of the God of Israel mm-hmm. by his people. And, uh, you know, you, you gotta think that, um, it wasn't, normal for, um, you know, for instance, women, I mean, for them to be valued, like they were valued, mm-hmm. um, the rules and the laws had been given at this point, And there were very particular ways that the Israelites were to be living that set them apart from the rest of the world around them at that time. And, uh, in many ways, I mean, God was helping them to be, human. I mean, to, to live in according to how he actually designed us in fellowship, in covenant, in promise, uh, abiding by a a justice system Mm -hmm. and in, in many ways. Uh, and so, and that was attractive. I'm sure, I'm sure it was actually very attractive to what they were experiencing. Yes. And the gods, I mean, look at what they left in Egypt. I mean, they had, Mm making them throw their children into the Nile river, you know, and, uh, the gods, all of the many gods that they were. And you contrast that right mm-hmm. with the true, the one God that of Israel. And so I'm sure there was this curiosity and I'm sure there were more than Rahab that wanted to be a part of that. And then you move in. So we've got the first part of Joshua, um, them, you know, uh, going in and conquering. The second half is then occupying. Okay. Now it reminds me of that chokehold. Now, how, how now shall we live? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is our music. So maybe we'll go into this in the next segment, but, um, and sometimes this is the hardest part of, uh, you know, the conquering, yes, uh, can God. be easier in, in the wandering. Some can sometimes even quote unquote be easy, but in this world, in this time, sort of Okay, we've arrived. Now what? Can be a, a difficult thing sometimes. And so but that is where we are in the second half of Joshua. They've arrived in the promised land. Now what? And uh we find it actually doesn't it, it goes downhill actually pretty quickly. Um uh, foreshadows and makes us even that much more excited for the Messiah and for Jesus. But um we will come back to that. This is the Bible Live. Um and this is Stacy filling in for her dad, Soapy Dollar. And I've got a guest Rachel Novak here and we'll continue in the book of Joshua when we come back. see God when a mother starts to cry. I see God in a love that never dies. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Where the people meet to pray. 
Listening to the Bible live with Soapy Dollar. That's very rousing music for 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> We're keeping you awake. Okay, now can you hear me? Now there we can we hear you. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, here we are. Welcome back to the Bible Live Quiz Show. Stacy Dollar here and Rachel here. And uh, I, I feel like kind of like this is a church on fire in a way. You know? Okay, there we Just, you know, that, That's a good metaphor. <laughs> Speaking of metaphors, that's right. We're not going to let you go to bed yet. <laughs> After this, you can turn on as the deer panteth for the water. But um, we have one more segment, and we are so just uh, thank you so much. We're, for we're blessed to have tonight. to have Stacy here filling in for her dad tonight. Thank I think tonight. that you are making your dad very proud, Stacy. Oh, I, have, I know absolutely. he would love to be sitting across the table from you. I know. I miss sure he's enjoying listening to Aww, Thanks for that, Rachel and John. That's very kind. And uh, we do hope so, Dad. I hope you're able to listen. And I uh, know, I mean, all the, I mean, that's what uh, is so neat about this. Sometimes I, um, so I don't know if y'all know, so the studio is here up on the 12th floor in a building that overlooks 281 near the airport. And so that's where we are. And it is sometimes. Yeah, so, near, near jones Maltzberger. Yeah. And it's a. Uh, it's so fun to sit in the studio and get to be with Rachel here and John and um but I, I do I can sometimes every now and I'll pause and think, Oh I mean, I don't know who all is listening out there, what you're doing, homework, driving. Last weekend was probably Super Bowl aftermath. <laughs> but um it really is a privilege to just be here and to uh, and especially to talk about truly I, I mean God's word. Um, it's, it's just, it's a joy. And so thank you for being with us tonight. And, um, and yes, Soapy dad, we do love you and hope that you're feeling, um, better this evening. Thank you all for who is, if you've been praying for him, um, Soapy is my dad. If you missed the first segment, but, um, he had a hemorrhage stroke last weekend and, we were not sure, um, but it is about that time, and you know, in in life, Dad is in his um, in his seventies, and you know, I, so many friends. Um, John's John's own father has passed away recently um, yes. in November, and uh, it is I think just that time when you remember the, how precious and how fleeting life is, how sweet it is, how um, also kind of miraculous and strange it is that for some reason in all of the thousands of years God placed us 
here together alive in this little moment for for some reason and i do believe every moment is orchestrated i mean he ha- he has brought us together to know him and somehow to know more about him through each other in some way and um and god chose to keep dad a little bit longer here um on hopefully a lot longer dad don't worry um and we don't take that for granted um we pray that every breath every thought is um purposeful meaningful and glorifies our creator and, and, and- Kind of what you and I have in common is we got a lot of our uh, our faith and stuff came from you know the the lessons the example that our fathers because oh, yes. my father was really active mm, yes. in in our church mm-hmm. and we've been going there since uh, I was a little kid you yes know. oh that's wonderful so yeah since the seventies mm-hmm. so you know and. Mm-hmm. And how we can talk about, you know, life together and about God's word together. And in so many ways, I think of the, you know, Pilgrim's Progress, Sojourners, that we can learn about him and walk this journey together. And so we're so grateful in many ways, the listeners. Um, I talked to, uh, so Marcus Burgess, who is the uh, here at KSLR and works at the station. He's just been so wonderful. Such a man, loves the Lord. He, his family went through something recently as well. And he was calling this week and encouraged and giving us so much scripture and um, and he was saying how this city really can become a family um, and, and the people of God in it especially just a family of believers and so I, I that is very true and I have felt that especially this week and um, and so even though Rachel is not necessarily from <laughs> San Antonio, or even Texas. <laughs> she is a part of the family. <laughs> Thirteen years. <laughs> that's a long time. And that's what's, what's that old saying about? I wasn't born in Texas, but I, I got, got here as fast, fast as I could. could. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that is what some of the. Um, I don't know. How can we segue this back to Joshua? The Israelites. The Israelites How right? can I get there? <laughs> Rahab was not born an Israelite, oh, but no. she <laughs> got. She. Uh, hid them as fast as she could. <laughs> uh, so we are in the book of Joshua. And of course, Rahab is the famous, the, she hid the spies and allowed them to get away when they came because she knew that the Israelites were different. Something about them, um, the God of the Israelites was, was, is God, was God. And she was God word. And, um, sometimes, you know, reading and, and, and she was important, uh, you know, Rachel brought out that and she is listed in the genealogy of Jesus um, in the book of Matthew. Um, she's a woman. She was a prostitute. She's not an Israelite. And yet God, she she had an incredible, important um, historic role. In, and that is not because of Rahab. No. Right. Exactly. And this, I mean, yes. it is just like God. Yes. It is just like God yes. to... Um, do things in an unexpectedly beautiful way. Right. And it's not something that we as humans could have planned. Mm-mm, that's um, right. And it's not because of anything in us, Mm-mm. you know, that causes us to, cho- right. causes him to choose us, mm-hmm. but just his mercy and his mm-hmm. grace and the, that just the beauty of his plan mm-hmm. and how he is working all things for his glory and mm-hmm. for our good. Yes. And that he will, and he will, he will mm-hmm. bring about his, his good work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, you know, so here in Joshua, they have conquered and now they have to go about the work of mm-hmm. now occupy, but actually creating a sustainable 
nation, a people group. They actually have to now um, settle. settle, and that can be harder than anything. Mm-hmm. And it also goes uh, it goes south pretty quickly. I can't remember the number of years between Joshua and then the end of Judges, but um, we're about to enter into that period of the Judges. And uh, there are, uh, let's see, 11 Judges and... Ten of them are are men, one woman, Deborah, um, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's really it's really sad. The book of uh, you almost don't see much of a difference mm-hmm. between by the end of Judges okay. between yes between Canaan mm-hmm. and where mm-hmm. you know the Israelites um, kind of end up, and that just again points to us to that reality that it isn't by our abilities and it wasn't by it wasn't because the israelites were were especially good or they mm-hmm. were perfect they by no means were um but god was going to have his way he was going to do his work through them because right. of that covenant um that word that you like yes well i i was um just looking here right now at joshua 24 and i feel like mm-hmm. talking about this theme that you've started on of mm-hmm. um in in spite of all that we do to mess up, you know, we might think, oh, we're totally messing up God's plans here. And that he is still faithful and he is so wise in his sovereignty. Um, But it's so, I mean, it is just, it almost makes you laugh a little bit. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at these words in Joshua, God, you know, he said, I gave you a land on which you had not labored in cities that you had not built and you dwell in them. You eat the fruit of vineyards and olive orchards that you did not plant. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on. That's the, um, oh, what does Michael always say? He learned this in seminary. I'm going to lose the word, but basically God tells you what's true before he tells you what to do. So there God has told his people what is true. Look at what I have done. Look at my faithfulness to you. You did nothing Mm -hmm. to earn this, but this is what I've given to you. So now in verse 14, now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve Mm -hmm. the Lord. And he goes on. And then the people say, oh, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord, serve other gods. You know, far be it from us that we would do these things. And Joshua um, down in verse 19, but Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. Um, and that, just that, that, that's Joshua, that's, is that Joshua laughing? <laughs> is that, the yes, part? that's where we, we chuckle, chuckle a little bit. <laughs> yes. I mean, just yes. this, okay, God has brought them here. God is faithful. Mm-hmm. He has given them yes. in his mercy and mm-hmm. grace far more than mm-hmm. they deserved. Um, mm-hmm. and so God calls them to obey and to follow him, to right. turn away from other gods. And, you know, we're just like this, aren't we? We're like, of course I will do it. I'll, I'm sign me up. <laughs> and then, um, Joshua through the words of Joshua, we are reminded you can't do this. Yeah. He is holy. Mm-hmm. You're, if you're thinking you're going to be able to live up to this mm-hmm. perfect standard of a holy God, you're mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Really. It, it um, reminds and that goes back to that Genesis mm-hmm. 15 covenant where, uh, and it's, it's such a beautiful, it's, uh, 
Well, just to, to the covenant. And, the, mm-hmm. and, and Joshua himself, you know, reminds God, Moses reminds mm-hmm. God of that covenant. When Moses, want, when God yes. wanted to destroy, oh, that's it, I'm done with them. And Moses says, no, you can't because you said that you wouldn't. Right. You, because of who you are, you Calling can't because, mm-hmm, because, and, uh, but that covenant was, you know, Abraham knew there was no way he was going to be able to live up to mm-hmm. his side. And it was, it says that a deep uh, dread came over mm-hmm. him and he, he sleeps. And instead of him having to walk that blood path, God, God goes through it twice. And he says, okay, if I don't live up to my end, mm-hmm. you can destroy me like you do these animals. Right. And then God says, and if you don't live up to your end, you can destroy, destroy me, me like these animals. Yes. And so, and we did, you know, we, and we, um, but all it, of this is pointing towards, yes. you know, the, the saying you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You cannot you know. live up mm-hmm. to the, mm-hmm. the standards of a holy God because mm-hmm. he is so far beyond what you can right. even imagine in his glory. Mm-hmm. But then we are led on to Jesus who did satisfy yes. those requirements. And we've been talking about this at Bible study that he not only took away our sin, mm-hmm. the transgressions, the, you know, mm-hmm. all of those terrible um, rebellions that we have against God, he didn't take away and leave us at a zero balance but that. He then gave us the righteousness mm-hmm. of God so that now we are able mm-hmm. to do these things that, you know, they were not able to serve right. the Lord in their own strength, but now by the power of the Holy Spirit, right. as Christ has enabled us mm-hmm. through his the word life, becomes, death, and resurrection. Yes, yes the word the becomes like, flesh in you. poem that <laughs> right. now well, we like, mm-hmm. are yes. Right. And I like what you said about, um, that he reveals the truth and the reality before then mm-hmm. the, and so yes. really the, the, the truth and the reality is that you can't. And then the response, uh, would be, that's right. We can't mm-hmm. and more of a dependence on him. It's kind of this, it's such a paradox. Um, because I think the response is, oh, of course, of course, that the truth is, is, is well, and not not to necessarily. I mean, who? I think there is also though a sweet um, confidence and a hu- at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. There's both a brokenness and a humility, but also at the same time that confidence and that assurance, that blessed assurance. I always think of. Um, so, it is. Uh, but they and they had a. Uh, it it is it is difficult. I mean, I I for for me for I think all of it, you know, okay, now how now shall mm-hmm. we live? Um, there's, you know, some, I'll, something that's happening, I guess we all, I think the people of God long for what, you know, revival, quote unquote, to, mm-hmm. to feel his presence, to feel as if the tide is turning when it comes to pushing back against the sin and darkness. We're longing, like, for Eden, we're longing and that's heaven. a good longing. Mm-hmm. That isn't a, um, but, uh, you know, I think, it, and we had an example of, you know, revival Asbury University, you know, this past week, um, and you kind of these rumblings of revival or these, or even, you know, you look across, across the ocean, you look at other countries and the gospel and Christianity is exploding. It's growing. Um, and we, uh, lo- you know, we long for that and we want that. And sometimes I think we have an idea of what that's going to look like and what that's going to be. And yet so many times, um, I think it, I think that's sweet. It, 
it's in our, it, it does start that fire, that all consuming fire, that longing, that hunger and thirst oftentimes is in the, the everyday kind of mundane, simple and quiet life, doing the things that God has called you to do right there, loving your husband, um, uh, respect, loving your wife, respecting your husband, um, serving your kids, um, serving your church body, your local community, baking bread, you know, I'm working hard, going to, I, I don't know, I think of my husband, <laughs> you know, just steady on going to work, providing for his family. Um, those, those things. And I, that's kind of in a way what Joshua, what they're setting up and establishing. It's not some kind of, okay. I mean, I don't, uh, not tw- a 24 seven church service necessarily. I don't, not that, I mean, love, we want we want the Lord to inhabit the praises of his people and we want the praises of his people. But, um, it was a okay, lot more mundane. It mundane. It really, mm-hmm. yeah, it was okay. This land goes to this group, you know, there's the 12 tribes and they divided up the land and it was, oh, well, you defeated this king. Well, let's, um, let's make sure that you're inherit your, your children get land and have something to raise your family on. And, um, it was just kind of, the the basics living life and loving one another and respecting the image bearers um and so i i I, and it's and it can be tedious and it can be a little bit hard and it's sometimes not always and i maybe that's why it often slides down into um and becomes you know and we land where we are at the beginning of judges um but I do think some of the things that I think that, that do stand out to me when it comes to the practicalities, um, that there were cities of refuge. Uh, so in the book of Joshua, when there was, uh, legally an issue that came up and somebody had committed a crime and was awaiting basically tra- trial, there wasn't just a vigilante system of they could, they could go and they would live in these cities of refuge until the time came for them to, you know, go before and have a trial. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see this kind of, I mean, I don't know, kind of, we think of it as rudimentary, but, um, it's probably pretty, I mean, it's a sophisticated way. We take these things for granted often. Um, but they had a, a system of justice. Um, when it came to women, uh, these women were given uh, inherited land. I don't know that that would have been something that was the case for the, um, the people groups around them at the time, but there was a respect for women. Um, let's see, what were some of the, I think we only have about five minutes. We were going to ask y'all some questions. Um, but we only have about five minutes left. And so I I was um, curious if anyone could name one of the six cities of oh, refuge. Since we're talking okay. about cities of refuge, if there's yes. anyone who wants to, to call in. And this is a hard, this would be a hard it is one. a hard one. It's so interesting. There are only there are six. There are six. There's one that is a very well-known city. Mm-hmm. Um and you'll find this in Joshua 20, verse 7. So if that gives you a little hint, you only have five minutes to call in this. So mm-hmm. 
I have a very good friend who has a stationery company. And uh, if you can call in and get this, then um, then I'll have a little um, personalized stationery I'll get for you. Um, I don't know how many, or let's see, or we, we could take your pick. You could have a, I also have a book and a Bible for you. So you could take your pick from those. But um, if you can name one of the cities of refuge. So that's Joshua 20, verse 7. Were there any other questions that you thought were, let's see. Oh, I I think this one is just kind of, of interesting, um, whose remains were finally buried in the promised land as he had requested almost 400 years earlier. And this is from, see Joshua right uh, at the end. So Joshua 24 verses, verse 32. Um, and I think, I think the Bible is so many times with, it's the, uh, from beginning to end, it's kind of a full circle. I mean, you've got Genesis and Revelation, but even within in the scripture and within the story, you get these kind of full circle moments that I just love. So this is a, a full circle. Um, so that is, yeah. Let's see. We do have a caller. That was fast. Well done. Who is it? Oh, hi, Mary. Okay. We're going to get you on. Let's see which question you'd like to answer. Mary? Oh, well, thank you. Oh, hi, Mary. <laughs> How are Hi you? there. I'm so glad that Sophie's doing better. Oh, oh I'm you. so happy. I know. Me too, Mary. Please thank tell you. Him. I will. I will tell him. I, he might be listening. He might be asleep. He might be asleep. Um, he is in about six hours of therapy every day. He has speech, occupational, and physical therapy. So he gets pretty tired, but he was going to try and hang in there for the for the program tonight, but I will let him know, Mary. Thank you so much. Okay. Oh, that's so good. Uh, just keep it up, Sophie. Keep oh, up the good work. Get better. Oh, thank you for that. Yes, I agree. Did you have a question that you wanted to answer? Or? Well, I think one of the uh, refuge cities was Hebron. Oh, Hebron. I do know that. of it. it is not, let's see, it's not one that we have listed here. Now, if you right? um, let's see, I do want to make sure sometimes, you know, these cities have other names or were part of regions that maybe it was the Hebron, mm, I know it's the Hebron Valley. This, well, that's okay. I just read it today and I thought, you know, it was a familiar city and, uh, okay. but I might, I've, I, I think I've, Got a little mixed up. No, you know what? So. I no, I think you could be. You might be right. So, we have, uh, we have listed Kadesh, Golan, Ramoth, Shechem, Bezer, and Jerusalem. But I do believe Hebron, Hebron must be the another name. We've got um, so Golan, Ramoth, Bozer, the Jordan River, Kadesh. Shechem and Hebron on the western side. I think that must it's have been another name, another you know, name before to Jerusalem. Get I do too. I do. One of the cities. I do, Mary. Yes. Thank you for oh, calling me. I know. And Mary, if you can stay on the line, um, I'm going to get your address and I'm going to send you some beautiful stationery from a dear friend. Uh, you're listening to the Bible Live. We'll be back next week. Thank you so much for joining with us, um, and my dear Bible friend. Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218.
Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. 